The world around us is one of infinite mystery, and with every question we answer, new curiosities ignite. Join me on a journey as we delve into philosophy's biggest questions, from the nature of reality to the meaning of life. This is The Smile Project. In the 19th, in the 19th century, with the rise of must grant that from the moment they take on a popular form, they become something other, something other than what they were as hypothesis of scientific Today's podcast will take a different structural approach. Rather than unpacking the intricacies of one given topic, we will instead be hypothesizing just one possible truth. It is neither confirmed, nor is it embedded in fact. This podcast, rather than the usual kind, underpinned with evidence and science, will serve solely as an exercise of introspection and hypothetical thinking. For this reason, we advise that listeners approach today's episode as metaphorical and poetic at best, and do not take our words as absolutes on anything. Sit back and enjoy the journey as we delve into the unknown and attempt to expand our thinking beyond the parameters of known scientific truths. For is it not true that the works of fiction at times hold within them truths and lessons that clarify the reality of the world in which we live? We at The Smile Project think so. And so we encourage you to close your eyes and imagine with us. Existence is a complex notion to understand. It is perhaps a limitation of our own that we seek to answer every question and crack every code presented to us in life. And while this is an admirable endeavor, and indeed forms the ember that lights the flame of scientific progress, as humans, we are ultimately bound by the minds we have evolved to possess. These minds, while extraordinarily complex and intricate in nature, are limited by the framework of time. You see, as we have discussed previously, humans use the notion of time to organize events into a tidy sequence. This sequence is broadly divided into three distinct concepts, past, present, and future. Doing so allows us to learn and progress, adapt and change, and prioritize experiences in our pursuit for fulfillment. This is essential in our conscious world, and is essential to our growth. However, the concept of time, as we know now, is man-made. Just as language attempts to allow one the means to communicate the images and feelings in their mind to another, one's understanding of time works to logically order events that occur in sequences that are consistent from one person to another. Yet, there may be a problem with this kind of mental framework. You see, if we imagine these embedded notions as paint pots within which we dip our brushes and proceed to logically form images upon the unimaginably vast canvas of reality. We see only that which we can create using the colors that fill the paint pots in our toolbox. So for a brief moment, 
let us step away from the canvas, put down our proverbial brushes and set our paint pots aside, and together imagine a world unlimited by our minds. Imagine life as an orb, all life and all things. Perhaps imagine it as a star, its surface flaring and fluctuating in constant oscillation and change. Now think of this orb, this star, as eternal and ever-present. It has always been there and will forever be there. Now zoom in, closer and closer. Keep going a little further. That's it. Do you see them? Those tiny twinkling particles that burn ever so brightly? See the way they burst and flicker and shimmer and shift? Watch them as they dance carelessly upon the surface of that warm, radiant orb. Now imagine that at one point or another, they too were deeply nested within the heart of the great star. That they were part of the still sea before they awoke to become the wave. Now imagine that only the particles that project from the star, only the particles that explode like fireworks from its surface and gently drift back down. Imagine that they are the only particles that are truly aware of the orb itself. For only in the action of bursting free from this great star are these particles gifted with the sight from which they were born from. Now imagine these tiny particles are us. Sit with that thought for a moment. Soak it in. Understand the many layers of this metaphor. The way particles experience the present for the briefest of moments, like us in our lives. How each particle stems from a common place, like humans and our common ancestry. Do you see it? Where we're going? We, as humans, learn all we can as we ascend and eventually descend from this great star. We soak in our surroundings. We collide with some particles and adjoin with others. We dance, we compete, we lift up and we press down. Yet, we all eventually return to that magnificent orb. In other words, we all eventually die. The temporary nature of the moments we spend separate from the collective are beautiful, but they are not everything. What we are able to piece together in our conscious experience of life is just a fraction of the greater truth beyond our knowing. This is perhaps why the questions of what started it all and how did life originally come to be may well be impossible for us to fully comprehend. You see, when viewing life through this hypothetical model, we are only able to interpret and learn from the world that exists when we are the particles looking back at the great star. This experience is short, yet it may be the only place in which separate fractions of consciousness are free to exist and play. In fact, it may well be the only place in which the man-made concept of time itself truly exists. If we assume this theoretical hypothesis, then the question of the beginning of all things would be irrelevant, for things would needn't have a beginning at all. Instead, 
they would have always been there. While time works effectively to enable us to conceptualize our temporary existence, it would not apply as a meaningful framework of thought in a place where time was infinite or non-existent. In fact, in such a reality, much of our conceptual understandings would be rendered insignificant in the grand scheme of things. It would be like trying to understand the complexity of a human body by only observing and analyzing the breadth of a hair. In this hypothetical reality, we could also imagine that the evolution of the human brain was simply nothing more than an instrument to enable life to perceive itself in motion. Now think about that for a moment. For the sake of this thought experiment, try to imagine that you and your thoughts are only part of the greater you. Imagine that you are indeed the orb itself, and that only a fraction of your personal being is represented by the mind you are imagining this through. Perhaps the analogy of likening yourself to one cell at the tip of a hair in a greater body that forms all life might help to conceptualize this thought. Understand that through the adoption of this hypothetical theory, you become as much part of every other life form in the universe as they are to you. In fact, we could think of the real you as being the ocean upon which waves form. These waves could be inferred as the formation of all living things. Thinking this way, although rather confusing and perhaps a little far-fetched, is not entirely devoid from scientific thinking. You see, it is fairly common knowledge in science that all life stemmed from one common place. Although theories may differ with regards to the details, the consensus of rigorous amounts of research and study suggest that the emergence of increasingly complex life forms, such as plants, insects, fish, and animals like us as humans, are a result of one common living cell. And what a wonderful concept it is to imagine. I mean, think about it. Think of the world we might be living in right now if humans chose to adopt this concept on a global scale. The idea that all life forms are innately connected and linked. Understanding our shared ancestry with all living things would help us to appreciate our place in the natural world, recognize the importance of preserving biodiversity, and better appreciate the intricate web of relationships between different species. It would improve scientific knowledge by aiding us in predicting new species origins and characteristics, leading to new discoveries in genetics, evolutionary biology, and paleontology. It would promote medical research. In fact, advancements in medicine could be made by studying the commonalities between all living things, such as the similarities and differences between human and animal anatomy and physiology, which could lead to the development of new treatments for diseases. Recognizing the interconnectedness of all life on Earth could also foster a sense of responsibility for the environment, encouraging conservation efforts and more informed policy decisions for sustainability, with the understanding that protecting the environment benefits all life. By adopting a frame of thinking that enables us to see our implicit connection to other humans, we would be more likely to practice empathy and kindness when interacting or making judgments about others. 
there are just so many positive outcomes that could emerge by simply living as though such a concept was embedded in fact, even if such a claim is not formally accepted in modern science. Adopting a mind frame that emphasizes our connections with others would also help to better understand and appreciate the different perspectives of the world. By recognizing that we share common experiences and emotions, we would relate to others more easily and develop a deeper sense of empathy. This, in turn, could lead to more positive interactions and better relationships with others. Research has already proven that practicing empathy and kindness towards others can have a wide range of benefits, both for the individual and for the society as a whole. For example, studies have found that acts of kindness can lead to increased feelings of happiness and well-being, and can even have physical benefits, such as reducing stress levels and improving cardiovascular health. Kindness and empathy can also help to build stronger communities and foster a greater sense of social cohesion. So, if the adoption of fictitious notions, at least with regards to modern science, could result in a world of overwhelming care and collaboration, is this a notion worth believing in? Perhaps it is. To paraphrase the eloquent words of Neil Gaiman, author of Stardust and Coraline, Fiction allows us to slide into other heads, other places, and look out through other eyes. It bears deep truths about the real world, truths that perhaps could only be fully understood through tales of the unreal. It is time now for us to conclude this thought experiment. The paint pots that we set aside at the start of this journey they can now be reclaimed. However, before we do end this discussion, allow us to close with one final thought to consider. Even if much of what has been discussed is highly philosophical and almost entirely metaphorical, it doesn't mean we can't enrich our lives by imagining such an existence. In fact, in the words of William S. Burroughs, author of the controversial novel Naked Lunch, Motive is often the least interesting of all factors that inform an individual's behavior. By extension, we could argue that as long as a person resolves to treat themselves and others with care and kindness, their motive for such actions should be one of negligible concern. With that in mind, we at The Smile Project encourage you to try to imagine the star from which you were born. Because... For all we truly know, we may, in fact, be one.